Hello everyone, my name is Q. Welcome to the MJ Cast, episode 57. Today I will be joined by co-host Jason Garcia of the MJ Cast in Espanol. Today we're going to be doing a few follow-ups from a previous show. We're going to be talking about news updates from Jermaine Jackson, Janet Jackson, Paris Jackson, Marlon and Tito Jackson, Michael Jackson, of course. We're going to be drawing the competition for In the Studio with MJ swag bag giveaway that we've been running over the last few regular episodes. And today, finally, the main discussion topic will address our top 10 favorite Michael Jackson songs as requested by MJ101, Andy Healy. Welcome to the MJ Cast. The following is a presentation from the MJ Cast, the internet's premier podcast on all things Michael Jackson. You're listening to the MJ Cast by MJ fans or MJ fans. The idea is to uh, innovate, or else why, why am I doing it? When I create my music, I feel like an instrument of nature. You let it create itself, really. I know I do. And I love to entertain. That's that's one of my favorite things. Welcome to the MJ Cast, your source of news and discussion on the King of Pop. Hi everyone, it's Q. Welcome to the MJ Cast, and I want to say a special welcome and a huge thank you to my co-host Jason Garcia. Jason, welcome back to the MJ Cast. Hi, how you doing, Q? I'm good, and thank you for inviting me back. Oh well, how else would this show be running? <laughs> it's all good. I'm missing Jamin now. Yeah, so wanted to say thank you because you're going to be editing the show together and putting it together for everyone. So without you, this wouldn't be happening. So thank you very much. You're welcome. It'll happen. <laughs> it will happen. So uh, yeah, it might be a little bit different to the way Jamin does it. Maybe uh, Jason has a different editing style. I do. I have a my... different style. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Well, there we go. We're going to have a great show out to you, proudly put together by Jason. So, Jason, you are, of course, the dude that started the MJ Cast en Espanol. How is it going over there? It's going wonderful. We're about to reach a thousand followers on Twitter. The ladies are doing an amazing job with the social media stuff, always coming up with creative, you know, like pictures and it's just amazing. I, they, I'm amazed with, by the stuff they do. I, I'm glad I'm just editing and I don't deal with that. <laughs> but it's great. <laughs> Excellent. And have you got anything special coming up that you can tell us about? Sure. We have already uh, two episodes recorded and one is coming up this weekend, hopefully. Uh, well, by the time you hear this episode, it probably already came out. Uh, but then we have another one ready for next week. And uh, with a special guest. So it's, it's good. We're going to talk all about the music. It's all about the music and the meaning of Michael's music. It's going to be amazing. I like it. Excellent. And may as well do it now. Do you want to let people know if they speak Spanish, where they can find the MJ cast in Espanol and how they can listen to you guys? Of course. Yeah, they can find us in the same website, you know, the MJcast.com. But you can add slash Espanol. Then you can also find us on Twitter. Please uh, go over there. Make over a thousand of the followers at twitter.com slash dmjcastesp. We are on Facebook as well. 
and uh, we got the same Instagram account and the Tumblr account as you guys. And we're always waiting for emails as well at the MJCast at iCloud.com. I saw you had some emails recently. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I'll do ours now as well, okay? okay so yeah. we are, of course, you've already found us if you're listening, so that's awesome. Hopefully you're listening via a podcast app. We're available on uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, Podbean. We are over on YouTube as well. So search for the MJ Cast, our website, the main hub linked to everything, including the MJ Cast in Espanol, is the MJCast.com. Twitter, we are at the MJ Cast, Facebook, the MJ Cast, Instagram, the MJ Cast, the same over at Tumblr, and youtube.com slash C slash the MJ Cast. And yes, emails, the MJ Cast at iCloud.com is our address. We are getting so many emails actually that I honestly cannot keep up with them so thank you to everyone and i've got a little thank you list for the mailbag for um people that sent awesome emails recently our last episode that went when we discussed blood on the dance floor album i reckon we would have received more emails and they were amazing quality emails from listeners than any other regular episode so thank you so much but yes now i'm having a lot of trouble keeping up with all of the emails so Thank you, everyone. I do read every single one, I can assure you. Even if I don't get to reply to all of them, I do read every one and I love them. So we also had just a few little follow-up things from recent episodes. Wanted to talk about the Tarrell Jackson and Brianna Cabral episode of Ayanla, Fix My Life, which aired in the US recently. And I mm-hmm. think you saw the show, didn't you? I did watch the show, yes, definitely. Um, I watch also the the season, the only one season, right? They made the three brothers. That was last year, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, but it it didn't, it didn't have an end, so you always you're still thinking, are they gonna make a sec a season two? We don't know that. Yeah. So this yeah. kind of like I wanted to see what they were doing, so I was curious to see a little bit of the progress of the family in there. And I went and I watched it, and there's a lot of opinions, you know. <laughs> some people think it's great, some people think it's just really bad. I I I feel bad for those people who think it's really bad, but I liked it, you know. Uh, even though it's very personal, very personal episode. I don't. I know. think Jamin Jamin watched it, and he said when we first spoke about it, he might have been a bit harsh. He thought it could have been, yeah, maybe too personal to share, and mm-hmm. like a bit not trashy, but not very respectful. But he watched the episode because that's the whole point of this follow-up is it's actually now on YouTube mm-hmm. um, and we'll have a link in the show notes so people can go and watch it unless it's been taken down. But Jamin watched it and he felt really bad because he said it was really respectfully done and it handled the issues really well. And yeah. yes, the things they spoke about were really personal, but they did it in a really good way and it was really probably very beneficial for Tarrell and Brianna and their relationship and things that they were dealing with from their past. But um, I've seen a little bit and I also had a really amazing rundown on the show from listener David Manley, who after he watched it, sent me a really detailed email about the show. So I haven't finished watching it yet, but what I've seen, it was very, yeah, I agree, very respectful and well handled, and it wasn't trashy at all. Right. Yeah, it could have easily so, gone that way, you know. Yeah, I think that maybe the promos for it, which was basically what we were speaking about before it went to air, it made it look 
controversial and trashy and sort of like headline grabbing, but it wasn't like the promos at all. So that was a good thing. Yeah, I was a little iffy about the lady because I never seen her before. I don't know the, the doctor and she just seemed a loud person and just laughing and all that. But uh, then you watch the show and then she's very professional, actually. She's uh, very cool, lay, lay yes. back. And I, I like the way she handled the situation. I did think that the subjects were very personal and I would personally, I wouldn't do stuff like that. But I do understand the concept of they are in Hollywood and kind of that's what they do over there you know that's uh, that's how they do stuff over there it's easy for them to do that kind of stuff or agree to it but as you said it's not trashy at all they handle it well and it's just kind of a, a little bit of a follow-up from what we did see during the season which was the yeah. conflict that they two were having and i was, and that was they were gonna thing. split up <laughs> but i guess they just continue having the problem and hopefully hopefully now they kind of sort it out a little bit i don't know what's gonna happen now i want to know if they figure it out <laughs> <laughs> well i hope they do and uh Tarrell, of course is working on music as a dj and if you follow him over on instagram and and things like that you'll be able to see little clips that he's working on so you know i hope that he also has great success with that and hope mm -hmm. we get some awesome releases to talk about soon but yeah i think that it followed up from the show that the brothers did together was a really good thing and gave a bit of closure for people so yeah that was a little bit of follow-up i think that was episode 55 that we first spoke about that so okay. uh, head to the show notes and hopefully the youtube link for the episode will still be there we also have very cool follow-up for something we spoke about yeah it would have been probably the same episode episode 55 which we spoke about blood on the dance floor i think it was so i spoke about the pepsi incident in the man in the mirror channel 5 docudrama tv show mm -hmm. and jamin said how that was the midpoint of michael's life exactly and i said well i haven't seen evidence of that And that, to me, it sounded a bit like an urban myth. And that just seemed too coincidental to be true. And, well, I sort of said, like, people, you know, I'm not a mathematician, so I'm not, like, able to figure that out straight away. So I asked the listeners, and we had a number of listeners send in actual confirmation. So it is not an urban myth. I wanted to say thank you to Clint D and to Cody Covington for sending in the basically the maths to show that the total days between Michael's birthday and the day of his passing was 18,563 days. The middle date is 9,281 days. Wow. And that's like the exact the middle date and that is the pepsi incident date the 27th of january 1984 and that is the exact middle date of michael jackson's life wow so that's creepy and it is a, a very like strange coincidence that that's how that happened but that's amazing Well, for those who like numerology, they'll be fascinated with that fact. That's very true. Yeah. Very true. And of course, like it was such a huge incident in Michael's life that I can, like it was always a turning point in his life, but for it to literally fall directly in the middle of his life timeline mm -hmm. is bizarre and creepy and amazing. 
So thank you to Clint and to Cody for doing the maths and sending that in. And I've tweeted it out a number of times for people, um, but we were still getting questions, obviously from people that, you know, maybe don't follow us on Twitter all the time and things like that. So I wanted to put it in the show as a little follow-up. So thanks, guys, for sending that in. And there we go. So it is not an urban myth. It is legit true. I don't think I have had uh, my middle point yet. Do you think you have it? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I'm no. not as young. I'm not as young as I look. So maybe. <laughs> no, I don't think I've reached my middle point yet. So I still yeah, got a long you're, way. You're way young. <laughs> <laughs> not really. <laughs> I think we both aren't as young as we look. Maybe. But you've got something pretty exciting happening in your life coming up in a few months, don't you? And correct. In a couple of months, uh, we'll have, uh, like Jamin, a uh, little one coming up. And a uh, little baby will be joining the family, the Garcia family. And it is very exciting. I'm just like Jamin. Right? We, we talk a lot about, you know, being the first time parent. And I think uh, I'm as excited as he is. And uh, it's just Uh, crazy i don't know what's gonna happen i think my subjects of conversation will shift from now on <laughs> to the baby all the time i i don't know it's it's just exciting i'm very excited i've got the biggest smile on my face for you i think it's <laughs> just such a awesome news uh so if you are a listener of both the mj cast and the mj cast in espanol Jamin and Jason are both becoming fathers for the first time mm -hmm. very soon. So that is awesome. Congratulations to you and your wife. And I hope it all goes very well and have a happy and healthy little baby to join your family. Yep. Congratulations. Thanks. Thank you. Yay. Maybe More she'll babies. Be, she'll be doing the MJ cast in the future when she's old enough. And take You'll over have to us. train her. Yeah. <laughs> season, I never thought of that. Season 20 or something like that. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I never thought of that. That could be the case. Yeah, why not? Are you playing Michael music to her now or your wife is like, turn that stuff off? <laughs> no, not yet. Uh, I do play music all the time, so she, she listens to it, but I don't play it for her yet. But I do remember okay. that the music with the lullabies that uh, you guys found and pretty cool. I'll be playing that when she's in the crib. So definitely. Excellent. Yeah. That was a good find of the week. <laughs> yeah, cool. Great, yeah. All right, so last little thing I wanted to put in now at the start of the show was a little call out to our listeners uh, for our June 25th anniversary episode. Uh, I was going to put the first call out for audio submissions. So that is when our listeners can send in up to a three-minute audio recording, which you can often do very easily on your phone. So I want no background music nice quiet room, no other sort of noises, just you talking, nothing in the background, especially music. Please don't put music. Uh, don't sing a song or anything. All I need is you talking for no more than three minutes um, that we can then edit into the show. And I would like you to send in a quick answer about what you were doing when you heard Michael had passed and what they love most about Michael Jackson. And then most of those we'll be able to edit into the show for our June 25th anniversary episode. It's a very difficult time for all of us fans, but we are all in this together and we are all a big family. And if we can share experiences that helps lift each other up and hold each other when we need it most to know that we are all feeling the same and we, we can get through it together. 
So the MJCast at iCloud.com. Uh, that's where you can send your little audio file so we can put into the show. Uh, I'm not sure. Is that you editing that show together, Jason? Uh, probably so. Probably so. Well, we know it's in good hands then. <laughs> we, it won't be me trying to use sticky tape and glue to put it all together because that wouldn't work at all. No. <laughs> so I'll probably also do a little uh, YouTube thing that we'll put up online. But this is the first call out for audio submissions. If you could label it in the subject line of the email. June 25, that would be great. So I can find them very easily. And just, uh, I know this is, I think we mentioned this last year. If you're uh, a young kid, maybe that's listening to the show, maybe just send an email that I can read out through your parents instead of sending audio. We're not really sure of the, you know, legal sort of stuff. If you're a kid sending audio to us. Um, But yeah, if you're like a, a teenager over, then please send audio. But if you're a kid, then just send a little email and we can read that out on the show. So send those to themjcast.icloud.com. That would be really great. Thank you, everyone. Um, And if you are going to be live tweeting this episode, the hashtag to use is hashtag themjcastep57. And we're going to get into the news now and then we can follow along by clicking on the hashtag. Everyone can click on the hashtag and follow along and add to your own tweets. All right. Can I send my own submission? Absolutely. All right. <laughs> I'll put oh. myself first if I'm going to edit that show. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> All right. So we're going to hit the news. Let's get through these news as quick as we can because I'm sure Andy Healy is ready and waiting to hear our top 10 favorite Michael Jackson songs in our main discussion topic. So the first news article is actually featuring Jermaine Jackson. He has launched a series of watches with Mem Origin, uh, a series of watches that he has called Jellifant. He loves naming things with the letter J, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, all his sons and everything, yeah. They're all things named after the letter J. Yeah. Torbalan Watch which is a very complicated sort of style of watch. It looks very expensive. It has a beautiful sort of elephant logo engraved on the dial. They're very fancy-looking watches, and I doubt that I would be able to tell the time on them. Um, have you had a chance to look at them? I remember I seen a picture of him uh, wearing one of them, but uh, I think it was a while back, though. Has he been selling watches for a while now? Um, he was doing some other jewelry a while ago. I'm not sure. I think this is a fairly new partnership. And Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, of course, Jermaine was um, he's the original member of the, the Jackson 5. Uh, he's a singer, record producer, composer, bass player, designer, Uh, entrepreneur and philanthropist. Yeah, so this is his latest endeavor, probably to go along with that jewelry line. And he's collaborated with Mem Origin. I think he sort of has a company, JHH Entertainment Limited. I think he's involved with that. And that's like a strategic partnership between East and West. And they do sort of collaborations with, um, that's probably how that jewelry line came about as well. So if you are able to afford a very fancy looking watch designed by Jermaine Jackson, then your prayers are answered. You can go and order that because we'll have a link in the show notes. And I think if you pre-order, you might even go in a chance for some sort of discount and maybe even to meet Jermaine Jackson. So that'll be in the show notes. 
That's the Jacksons are keeping busy. Yeah. Keeping busy. It's not my, I need a digital watch. I have to have a digital watch. So these do not suit me. Oh, I see. Okay. No, I, I, a, I like these I, ones. It actually has a design. In the design, it has a, the elephant with the, yeah. the nose of it making the J. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty clever. <laughs> yeah. Cool. I guess, like, you know, elephants never forget anything. So this watch will be sturdy and strong and never forget the time. Ah. He says uh, that it takes him six months to produce one of these. Can you believe that? 30 certified technicians work on it. Wow. That's, that's yeah, that's probably why it's that's a lot of money. That's probably why it's so expensive. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Wow. All right, moving on to another Jackson that is now keeping busy. This is huge news for JanFam, J-Tribe, and fans of Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson has announced the continuation of her tour that she put on hold to go and have baby Issa. So... She has announced the 2017 State of the World Tour and it schedules North American dates and has listed a whole bunch. And I have to say, Janet is busy, very busy with this tour up until December 17th. Kicks off again September 7th in Lafayette. Is that in Louisiana? Correct. There we go. Uh, September 7th, she kicks the tour off again, State of the World Tour in Lafayette, and there are dates way through. So I hope that she can do them all this time. That would be very great for her and her fans. And this leg, and I don't know if there'll be more after this, but it finishes in Atlanta, Georgia, Sunday, December 17th. There is a lot of shows here. So, yeah. wow. Is she coming to Aust- – you're in Austin? I'm in Houston. She's coming to Houston. You're in- she is? Yeah. Well, if you go, you're going to have to come <laughs> back on the show and tell us all about it. No, I've seen her once at the rodeo. Uh, I don't know all the songs, so I-, I only like to go when I know a lot of songs so I can sing them. That's the second show. That's oh, on wow. September 9, September 9, mm. Saturday. Wow. Wow, well, she she went back uh, right away, huh? I think she just wants to get out there and forget everything if she had a bad time. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes um, so, work is the best thing. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Little Issa's going to be racking up some frequent flyer points, flying around with his mum <laughs> to all of these places across the, uh, the U.S. So lots of dates listed over at LiveNationEntertainment.com. We're going to have uh, links in the show notes, of course, but for Janet Jackson fans that had tickets on hold from the uh, first part of the tour, they'll be very excited that they finally get to use those again, which is very awesome. Uh, And we can't wait to see how the show looks and the theme of the show is going to be very cool. State of the World, of course, is a track from her Rhythm Nation album with incredible social conscious messages uh, which people can be inspired by. So it's going to be interesting. I know she said that it's not political, uh, but it's about love and um, relationships. So it'll be really cool to see this show. And Well, I can't wait to hear from people that get to go. And, yeah, like I said, there's a lot of shows. So I hope, yeah, I hope that she does them. That would be great. Some people are very disappointed from all of her other cancellations. I could imagine, believe me. 
we haven't got news about other countries yet, but over on the Australian Ticket Tet site, there is actually a wait list. So if people head over to tickettech.com.au, uh, shows and maybe search for Janet Jackson, they will see a wait list for Janet Jackson. Um, it's not a booking or anything. It just means, I think it means that they want to see how much interest there is. I see. And if there's enough interest, then hopefully she'll come to Australia and maybe other countries have similar things on their ticket websites. Uh, if they do, let us know. But uh, in the show notes, we'll have a link to the Australian wait list and then you can add your details and hopefully Janet will come to Australia, hopefully late next year because I'll very be very busy at the start of the year. So it would be good if she could come later in the year. And then Jamin and I could go to a Janet Jackson show. That would be awesome. Yeah, okay. I'll let her know that uh, to come at the end of the year so you can go. Thank you. That yeah. would be great. Yeah, no problem. I'm pretty sure she will arrange everything. So you can go. I hope so. Yeah. Well, it gives her a little break as well at the start after her big, her busy North American tour. Right. Have you ever seen her before? I have. I've seen her a few times. Yes. Janet was actually my first ever concert oh, when wow. she came in, oh, was it 93 or 94 when I was in school, the Janet World Tour. Hmm. And it was my first ever concert and it was incredible. My dad took me. And we had seats quite far back, but I sort of raced down to a section on the side of the stage where you could stand, and I got much closer by running down their front. Yeah, she was at the height right there. That was a huge, yeah, very big album and big, big, awesome packed venue, and it was incredible. So, And then I saw her again. She did a very stripped-back tour a couple of years ago in a much smaller venue, and I saw her then. I don't think I saw her between that because she didn't always come to Perth. Sometimes she would go to the East Coast and not come over here. Yeah. So I never got to see like the Velvet Rope tour. Um, she didn't come here, I think, for like the fee, the discipline era at all. So, But I've seen her a few times and I always very much enjoyed it because I, I, I'm a fan of Janet and I like her stuff, especially her new album, Unbreakable. If you haven't got that yet, what are you waiting for? It's a terrific album. Um, go out and get it now. But, yeah, I look forward to seeing some of those songs live as well. Did you get a chance to see my video, the one I recorded when I went to see her? Oh, you shared that a long time ago, didn't yeah. you, like last year? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. It recorded and that edited cool. by me as well. So pretty good stuff. <laughs> well, <laughs> of course, top quality. Yeah. <laughs> Great day. Well, why don't we go to a song now, actually? We're, we're going to play a track, which is a remix of the Janet Jackson song, State of the World. It's the United Nations 7-inch mix. All right. Play a cue.
Hi, I'm Andy Healy, author of the MJ101 series, and you're listening to the MJ Cast. That was the United Nations 7-inch mix, State of the World, Janet Jackson. Hope you enjoyed that. Link will be in the show notes. And if you are confused about what show notes are, if you look at your podcast app and say show full description, it will be in there. And there's links to everything that we are talking about. And you just click on the link and it opens up. And there's the song or there's the article or there's the information on Janet Jackson tour or whatever we're talking about. It's also over at themjcast.com, episode 57. If you go there, then everything we're talking about, you will find and you can open it up and do whatever you want with the link. Correct. Because, yeah, had some people recently confused about, like, where do I find this? I was like, well, it's in the show notes. Everything's always in the show notes. So... We make it very easy for you, and we uh, thank Charles for typing up the show notes. That's a huge job, massive job. Yeah. And um, who does the show notes for you guys? Uh, did it at the beginning, and now uh, Sandra is taking care of that beautifully. Thank you, Sandra, for oh, that. Yeah. Thank you, Sandra, because, yeah. yeah, it's a massive job that I can't do, and Jamin can do, but he's very short on time, so we, are, we appreciate Charles. And Charles has been putting some of his normal Charles personality and humor into the show notes so sometimes <laughs> they are a very funny read <laughs> i'm right. sure he'll i'm sure he'll have something to say about the janet tour let's just keep it civil charles thank I'll, you I'll read. i'll read now <laughs> so also in the news paris jackson looks like she will be starring in a scene in an amazon studios feature film now we don't have is it Amazon like a channel over there or something? Yeah, or is Amazon like a... is a website where they sell stuff. But then lately, since like I think two years ago, they, they started doing a Netflix kind of thing. So now they also oh. offer their own shows and their own movies as well as others. But uh, you would have to be a, a member of the website, uh, which they call Prime, in order to have access to those movies, which I am. So I will be watching this movie when it comes out. Okay, yeah, I don't think we've got Amazon Prime here. We have oh, regular wow. Amazon, uh-huh. um, which the shipping is always so expensive to Australia, so I don't always use Amazon if I need it because okay. it's so expensive. But, yeah, I don't think we have Prime, so that's why I didn't know much about this. So, yeah, so it's like Netflix. I sort of understood it's like a digital channel and you can download the films. Um, but, yeah, so I know that some people were reporting that Paris Jackson's the star of a film. She's not the star of the film. She's just in a scene and she's corrected people. Yeah. So it's just maybe a character in a scene, but that is pretty cool that she's getting into film if that's what she'd like to do. And also other Paris Jackson news reportedly she is signed for a major deal with Calvin Klein. Oh, so furthering her modeling career. I saw a picture of her, with the star of that series, Netflix series, Stranger Things. Uh-huh. Yeah, the little girl that played Seven. I saw a picture of her with that girl who is named uh, Millie Bobby Brown. And she's also contracted to work uh, model stuff for Calvin Klein as well. So maybe they did a shoot together or something. I'm not sure. But yeah. All right. Well, filming and modeling that's what she wanted to do and she's doing it so i'm glad she's, she's doing it. it yeah 
She wore a gorgeous outfit at the recent Met Gala. Beautiful, beautiful outfit. So we'll have links and pictures in the in the show notes that you'll be able to go and see. So yeah, and apparently the movie that she signed up for might be also starring Charlize Theron. Yeah, that's right. So that's pretty. That's like yeah, that should get a lot of attention for us. And if she's enjoying it, then maybe a lot more roles. Right. It's a comedy thriller, so I think that's. Kind of like she did in the last uh, acting she did in that little show. You know, she was only there for like three minutes. But uh, I think she kind of be playing the same character. It looks like it's the kind of same way. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. But uh, comedy thriller with Charlize Theron on Amazon Studios. I mean, that's great. Yeah. And Calvin Klein. That's a pretty big brand to have a modeling contract <laughs> with as well. Yeah, That's awesome. Go Paris. Go for it. Um, we've had Marlon and Tito doing a pretty awesome performance over on the Canadian TV show La Vox. Is it La Vox? Yeah, I would think it's The Voice, uh, but in Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> on French. The Voice, the French Vo- Canadian. Um, it was the grand finale episode, mm-hmm. and Marlon and Tito performed with the um, contestants that had made it all the way to the final. Yeah. And I see that my show notes have finally synced. And you can, Great. you've recently watched it. I saw it a while ago, but you can tell us about the songs that they performed on. Right. The uncles, uh, Perry's uncles, are also working out in Canada this time. Uh, they started off the medley with Can You Feel It? with Marlon uh, singing the intro. Then they went over to I Want You Back. Then they did ABC, so all dancing, dancing. And then they slowed it down with I'll Be There a little bit. The lady, one of the contestants, she, she sang most of the song. And they closed it with Shake Your Body. So everybody dancing. And, you know, these this songs, uh, early Jackson 5 stuff is very dancey and just put you in a good mood. So I think it was a great set. It was a really good set. And yeah, a lot of energy. They, yeah. they performed a lot. Tito, of course, like on the guitar. Yeah. Uh, Marlon was dancing like he does so well. Great, yeah. I like Marlon's Marlon's dancing. Marlon's so much fun. He's so (laughs) cool, (laughs) as is Tito. Um, Oh, Tito, um, his album, of course, now is available in the US. Tito Time can be bought on iTunes. So back in episode 50 when we had Tito Jackson on the show, uh, and it hadn't come out yet, but now it is out and available for U.S. fans to buy, which is awesome. Yeah, I like the the two songs he released. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he didn't do any of those. These were like classic J5 and Jackson's tracks that they performed no, on yeah, the Canadian here. Voice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was a really good performance, and like they sort of paired up with the contestants. They the contestants were definitely not as good as the Jackson brothers. <laughs> So what do you so, think they only invited two of them instead of uh, the rest? Don't know. Maybe that they were, often, well, I know that Jermaine busy with the watches and I guess, you know, I mean, at least they got two of them. That's a lot. Yeah. I know Jermaine sometimes doesn't even make the, the concerts when they, last year when they were touring, sometimes mm. it was just three of the brothers. I'm not sure where Jackie was. Don't remind me of that because they were, they were supposed to come to Houston and then they canceled it. So I, I was really mad, but I'm still waiting. Ouch. <laughs> Maybe they'll come back next year or something because there's nothing this year either. So I got to wait. Yeah, I think they're doing some Canadian dates. Yeah. I know Barbara, one of our listeners. Yeah. I think Barbara, one of our listeners, got tickets or daughters gave her tickets for Mother's Day. So she's Mm. off to see the Jacksons again. And a lot of dates across the UK. I'll put a note 
on the show notes so we can link Nothing everyone. To Houston. So Not yet. If you get a chance, let them know that they got, <laughs> they got fans in Houston. So come on over. Well, for now, you can just watch this video from the grand finale of The Voice in Canada and get a little feel for it. Okay, I'll rewatch it. That will have to do for you for now. <laughs> yes. And listen to the Moonwalk Talks episode where he went over there and he told us everything about going on over there. Remember that episode? Yeah, when he was there with his mum. Yes, that was great. And they, they might have had a few wines. Yeah, so that's what I wanted. I wanted that experience, you know, and I did not even get anything would you take your mom <laughs> no no i would go by myself <laughs> that was a good episode that was jenkins over at moonwalk talks yeah great stuff so moving on we're going to actually cross to our award-winning reporter journalist friend charles thompson over in the uk he recently won a highly commended award at the regional press awards which was uh, huge and congratulations for that recognition charles um and we're very lucky to work with him and he's going to give us a rundown on the latest for the vera sarova casio case the judge has ruled that vera will not have to pay angelixon's legal fees which is the casio studio Mm -hmm. so over to charles A fan suing over the inclusion of three allegedly fake songs on the first posthumous Michael Jackson album has been told she will not have to pay some of her opponent's legal fees. The Superior Court of California has ruled in favor of fan Vera Sarova, who is suing Sony Music, the Michael Jackson Estate, MJJ Productions, Eddie Cassio, Angelixon Productions, James Port and others over the inclusion of the three so-called Cassio tracks on the album Michael. During the MJ cast's last update on the court case, listeners heard that the Angelixon defendants, a.k.a. Eddie Cassio, James Port, and Angelixon Productions, had filed a motion asking for Miss Sarova to pay their legal fees to date, totaling $50,301. The motion was filed after the Angelixon defendants scored a minor victory in the party's ongoing skirmish over whether or not Miss Sarova's lawsuit is a slap case. A slap or strategic lawsuit against public participation, is a case which seeks to prevent parties from exercising their right to freedom of speech. Ms. Sarova contended that on numerous occasions the defendants described the tracks as legitimate Michael Jackson songs, and that this constituted commercial speech. The defendants, however, argued that their claims that the songs were legitimate were not commercial speech, but protected speech, that they were exercising their right to freedom of speech on a matter of public interest. A judge ultimately ruled that some of the examples cited by Miss Sarova, namely words on the album artwork and a video commercial promoting the album, did constitute purely commercial speech. However, two other examples, a press release by a state lawyer Howard Weitzman and an interview by Eddie Cassio on The Oprah Show, constituted protected speech on a matter of public interest. The Angelixon defendants claimed that with the statement and the interview no longer at issue, their role in the case was over, as they had not been involved in the production of the album artwork or the video commercial. They therefore requested that they be removed from the case and that Miss Sarova be ordered to pay their legal bills. However, on May 11th, the court denied the motion and ruled that the Angelixon defendants remain very much a part of the case. It found that whilst they may not have helped to produce the artwork or the commercial, quote, 
the core facts to be litigated between plaintiff and the Angelics and defendants remain unchanged, including that Michael Jackson did not perform the Casio tracks, that the Angelics and defendants jointly and severally created the tracks, provided the songs to the Jackson defendants, and misrepresented to the Jackson defendants that the songs were performed by Jackson with the intent that this misrepresentation would be repeated to consumers. All right, that was Charles with a little bit of news on the Casio case. Uh, very good news on that. So thank you, Charles, for your contribution on that. And moving on, let's go talk about the Lifetime new MJ biopic that is coming out at the end of the month, uh, In Search of Neverland. What do you think of this uh, trailer that came out? It certainly lives up to the Lifetime Channel celebrity biopic film. We knew all along that Lifetime made not very good TV movies, and this certainly, well, as long you know, at least they are consistent because it looks about as good as some of the others. Oh, I never seen any of the others. I, I don't. My expectations are not high or low. I'm just, uh, I'm just waiting for it. But to me, it looks okay because it looks good. Actually, it looks good to me. But I never seen the Britney Spears stuff or anything else, so uh, I don't know what to expect. I've seen some of the movies they've done, though. Not pretty good, but let's see what happens here. So I think that their budget seems good, and yeah, it looked good. The makeup on Navi looks a million times better than when he does his own makeup for his shows. Oh, okay. I think that having Navi play Michael is a good thing instead of getting an actor that doesn't know anything about Michael trying to pretend at least you know Navi is a fan he loves Michael so he's going to do his best as playing as Michael I just think what we're seeing is quite one-sided this is obviously it's obviously from the book the bodyguards wrote and I think that that is their point of view You know, I think it's going to be what they wanted to say, but I've even heard that when they sort of sold the rights to Lifetime that they sort of lost like a lot of control over what was going into the film. So I don't think it's going to be very accurate. Yeah, well, in the trailer, actually, it starts with some agents talking to them about the doctor, which I don't remember having any of that in the book. So Yeah, there's stuff that's in the trailers and what we've seen that I don't remember in the book at all. Yeah. So um, I don't know what happened there. <laughs> and I, I've just had something on Twitter re, or Facebook that I saw. One of the other bodyguards that actually worked with these guys, his name was Mike Garcia, and he had a lot to say when this book first came out. And I'm just going to read a little paragraph from another bodyguard because mm -hmm. I remember when they first announced this project, there was a group of three bodyguards. He might have been the one that sort of dropped out. And his little paragraph that I found on Facebook says, the two other bodyguards I worked with for Michael are coming out with a book in conjunction with those that never had Mr. Jackson's best interests and stole from him. In the past years, I've been asked about the other two bodyguards and always remained silent. Now I can no longer do that. They made a deal with a book author behind my back, which the book author had to end the deal with them because of the fiction they wanted in the book. They are using my image for their book sale, and it's not MJ's bodyguards writing this book. 
It's the greed of just them two, and they care of only money. This is the second attempt at writing a book with my image, and I'm not even involved. For the record, I am not involved in their book, and I'm in disbelief that they have sided with the ones who took advantage of Mr. Jackson. Just when I thought these two couldn't disrespect Mr. Jackson even more, they do it again. Sad and the karma in the name of Mr. Jackson will come to you both. And then recently this year, Mike Garcia again commented and said, uh, I think this was 25th of February, just watched a scene from the new Michael Jackson movie that never happened. The movie is false and nothing more but greed. Those two should be ashamed of themselves. So that is from a bodyguard that worked with these two authors that put the book out and sold it to Lifetime Channel. So I think if fans are going in to watch this film, they need to be aware that it is their side of the story plus Lifetime Channel's side of the story that they want to make, and it might not be the most accurate thing. Have you got any thoughts on that? I see. No, I did not know anything about that. I did know about the third guy not wanting to do the book anymore. I read the book, so... I did not see or read in the book anything that was too out of context to me. Everything seemed pretty fair and uh, nothing controversial about it. So I don't know where they put any fiction in it. I can see how they put a lot of fiction in the movie because the trailers are basically filled with stuff that is not in the book at all. But the book itself, I found it pretty good and believable. Yeah, same, same when I read the book, I felt the same way. But everyone always has an angle that they're trying to use to sell the book. So I understand that that is their angle and that is their point of view. And in the end, it got them a film deal. So for yeah. them, it worked out really well. I just hope that that it is hopefully accurate. There's no point in putting movies out about Michael Jackson if they're not accurate. Right. So when is Memorial Day? What is the date? In, it's a Monday and two Mondays from this recording date, which is May 19th. So... Okay, so not far away, and we'll have the fallout from that, I imagine, in upcoming episodes. It's May 29th. It's going to be aired on Lifetime. Okay, so I guess you and I will probably talk about it around our episode 60. Oh, <laughs> you know what? There's a lot of stuff that they put out that a lot of people hate and trash and bash. And, you know, I'm not into the forums and any of that stuff, so I just watch and judge myself. And then I go into the, you know, or somebody tells me and I'm like, what? I thought it was good, <laughs> but everybody hates it. And I'm like, oh, and then they teach me and then, and then I learn. But most of the time I'm very naive about stuff and I actually I usually like what I see, but I learn later. <laughs> so, well, you'll teach me. That'll be good. That'll be No, well, you'll probably teach me as well. Like, that'll be good. <laughs> we have like an honest, honest fan opinion of watching it. Yeah, I, I'm just naive about a lot of the facts that people use. Because I believe, you know, I believe in stuff I see on TV. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. I produce videos and I know everything is fake. But somehow they convince me. <laughs> You're their perfect consumer then. Yeah, I'm one of those. Okay, moving on. I found a little video this week. And I know that you just recently watched it. And it was this fun little thing which I thought I'd put in. Uh, and it was, a, I guess, a YouTube channel. And these YouTubers have made the film that came out a couple of years ago called Maleficent, which was a Disney film about the uh, the evil queen in Sleeping Beauty. 
the beautiful animated film um, from the 60s, I believe it was, and that Angelina Jolie starred as Maleficent. And these YouTubers have sort of done like a little video with the story of Maleficent told through Michael Jackson songs. So these actors are all done up in this makeup and everything to look like the, the Disney film, which did look amazing. Uh, and they are sort of telling the story by singing Michael Jackson's songs. Yeah, now, cool. I hated the Maleficent film. I'm still really angry about the movie because to me the film was – the story of the film should have been one of the most brilliant and easily told stories – and they completely changed the story and made it something that it was not in the original film at all. And I'm still really furious about that because I'm a big Disney fan and that was so disappointing. Back to the Michael relationship with it, this little clip that these people have put together I thought was really, really well done. Yeah. Because the singing, they can sing quite well and the story of the – Michael lyrics fit what they were trying to do in this little cool video. What did you think? I like the photography on it. I'm very technically inclined, so it was very well shot. The lighting was really good. Uh, when you have the nighttime, the daytime, the romantic sections, really great. And and the singing was good. So I, I don't know anything about the Maleficent movie or the stories, but it was really well shot. And something fun for fans to go and see? Yeah, if you're a Disney fan and... And you never imagine having MJ having any something to do with Maleficent, and there you go. Great for you. You're a fan. There it is. So I, I'm pretty sure you enjoyed it. Well, I liked it a lot more than I liked the movie. <laughs> the movie made me angry. Well, hopefully the video soothed out a little bit of that. It did. It sure did. Great. Okay. And that's an idea for somebody to make a movie. I always wanted to see a MJ musical, so I'm still oh. waiting for it. And I know the songs I would put in there, believe me. I already got them. <laughs> Oh, that might be something we can talk about on a future episode because I also think that they should do a sort of musical with Michael music and like, do you think, are you thinking a movie or like a stage show? First a stage show and then the movie. Yeah, me yeah. too. That's what I thought. We should talk about that one day. Yeah, it'd be great. And I'm not a big fan of musicals, but some MJ songs is just definitely, I guess he just made him thinking of that. <laughs> you know, I'm going to put this in a musical one day. I don't know. Yeah. I think like that, yeah, I have a very similar opinion. Yeah. Awesome. But that will be linked in the show notes. Check it out and let us know what yeah. you think about it. Great stuff. So guess what? What's going on? We're about to draw a competition. There's a competition? Yeah, you missed out, man. <laughs> Who? Oh, I want to see who's going who's gonna to pull out the winner, you or me. I, yeah, I'm going to do it. I've got an app on my iPad ah, and... I see. And I'm going to draw random, like it's a random name generator. So I've entered in all the competition participants. Ah, and then okay. when, I tap, when I tap it, and then it will um, draw out a random name. And that will be the winner. I'm going to try and film it at the same time. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Cool. All right. So I'm just going to go to the app. So while I'm getting this ready, maybe you can tell people about your recent experience at in the studio with MJ. Uh, with Brad Sunberg, because the, the prize yeah. is poster postcards, which is signed by Brad, and a T-shirt from In the Studio with MJ when I went earlier this year in Perth. Mm -hmm. So while I get the app ready, you recently went as well. So tell us your experience. That's right. Uh, I thought you were going to do like a hat with a Michael Jackson hat and get names out of it. That would have been <laughs> perfect. But that's okay. Do the app. Now we're in a new century, so. 
Yeah, the, in, in the studio with MJ is great. I mean, you just recently been there, and uh, this was, was my second time going to it. I did a little live tweet and uh, to invite people to go over there. He had a shirt that I, I didn't get. The, the first time I went, he didn't have that shirt. It was a red one. And I really wanted it, but I had no way to get it at that moment. But I'll get it in the future. I think he's changing designs and shirts as well. So that's great. But in the studio, you know, he's always changing it. Uh, so you never know what you're going to get. That's the thing. You might go to one city and you're going to get something. And if you follow him around, <laughs> you get to the next city and he'll put something else. Uh, this year he's doing some stuff that he had talked about the first time I seen him. But now he's shown it this time. So it was great for me to be able to see stuff and hear stuff that he had talked about before. So that was great. And he keeps changing it. It's just an experience because you don't know what it's to be like in the studio with MJ, uh, as the name says it, un until you go to one of these seminars because he puts you right in there, like in the middle of the spot. And he positions the speakers in a way that You know, I, I, I'm, I'm not even able to do that. <laughs> I can hear music around my ears and he's just great. Well, you know, he's an engineer, so he knows how to do that. And he's fun as well. You know, he tells all these stories, very personal stories that makes it so private as well because you're like a few meters away from him and you can always raise your hand and he'll answer any questions you got. So that's, that's something you don't get when you read a book. Or when you watch a movie, you know, you don't get to ask, is that true? How did that happen? But in here, you get you get the guy who was right next to the guy that, you know, you admire the most telling you, yeah, that's exactly how it happened. Or, or no, that's wrong. And, and, and they have great memories. So they remember a lot of these little details. And they tell you sometimes stuff that you don't even imagine. Like, there's no way to put it in a book either. So... Because it's He's stuff, an amazing storyteller, isn't he? Yeah. It? It's so personal, you know, that... Who, who would care to know those little details, you know? But the fans do. And when you're there, and I feel like for him, it's like, I get to tell people this stuff. Because my friends don't care, you know? They don't care. My wife don't care. Ain't nobody cares. But the fans do. So I get to tell these people, finally, somebody. I get to tell somebody what I remember, what I know, what I've seen. Those little details, I think, is the most important. Totally. I saw you did a few little videos for your uh, listeners over on the MJ cast yeah. uh, and Espanol as well. That was really cool. Yeah, that was cool. The ladies, uh, the girls wanted me to do stuff from there. So I live tweeted a video over there. It was fun. Uh, I hadn't done one in a while, so but it, it was fun. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, I've got the app set up and I've got my iPhone camera and I'm going to try and film at uh, the same time. Well, you wanted me to draw the name out of a Michael hat. The app actually is like a top hat and oh. you do it and it draws it out of a top hat. All so right. it's something similar. Okay. All right. So if you've entered the competition, good luck, everyone. I'm going to do it right now. Here we go. So I'm now filming and reaching over to the iPad and the winner of our In the Studio swag bag giveaway is Ashley White. Ashley, oh, congratulations. Cool. Ashley, congratulations. You've got the t-shirt, the poster, and the postcard set from In the Studio with MJ or Brad Sandberg. Congratulations. I think Ashley might be in the UK, I think, if it's the one I'm thinking of. But I also have a little surprise. Oh, what's a surprise? Because I have one more poster and one more postcard set. 
So I'm actually going to draw another name out as a surprise second place winner. Oh, wow. All right, here we go. I'm going to draw the second name from the hat. And the winner is... Drum roll. Eric Everest. Eric. Congratulations, Eric. Eric. You've won a postcard set and a poster from (laughs) In the Studio with MJ. All right, done. Nice one. Yeah, all right, great. I'm going to stop the camera now. <laughs> I'm waving all over the place. So congratulations, Ashley and Eric. All right, Eric. Eric, it's, uh, that was a surprise. So you're a very lucky guy. Cool. Yes, that was. I thought, well, I've got this other set. We were going to do something with it at some point. And I thought, well, why don't we just do it all today? Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Cool. Well, how about we do another music break? Let's do that. Now we have Men in the Mirror, House of Glitch Mix. Let's listen to it. Spin it, DJ Jason. Rick, rick, rick. <laughs>
Hi, this is Damien Shields, author of Escape Origins, the songs and stories that Michael Jackson left behind, and you're listening to the MJ Cast. All right, well, that was Michael Jackson's Man in the Mirror House of Glitch Mix. Hope you got up and danced to it like I did. It was pretty fun, pretty fun. And what a good message. Of course. Always. So, we're going to do our main discussion topic now. Can we skip that section and just go to the ending? I'm not ready for it. You've got 10. You showed me your list. <laughs> but I'm changing my mind every five seconds. So. Oh, my God. Yeah. This has been agonizing. So our friend of the show, Andy Healy, over at MJ101, who puts out incredible free digital books for right. Michael fans. He put, um, I think it was in March, because it was before I went on holiday, and I was going to do this while I was on holiday, but then I just haven't been able to. He asked people to let him know their top 10 favorite Michael Jackson songs. And uh-huh. what is it now? It's the, like halfway, more than halfway through May, <laughs> I finally, finally have done it. All right. Congratulations, finally. Q. So, I know. I'm very slow. But it was agonizing. It is. Oh my god! It was very it was hard. So hard. I made a list of like twenty-five songs, and I'm like, I gotta cut yeah. it down to ten. How? Yeah. How in the world? Yeah, I think I got it down to thirty, <laughs> and then I was up until like nine thirty last night, and I still had like three tracks to cut to get it to ten. Mm. This was hard. And then if I did the list next week, it would be probably be quite different. Ah, uh, I see. So once we share our lists, don't forget to share yours out there listening in the Intertrons. Share your list with Andy Healy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's over on Twitter at – I'll find his Twitter details when we're doing this um, and let you know. But he loves to have your list as well. So, Andy, sorry for the delay. And I hope now that this is what you are after. And you're not going to get it in the exact order you wanted, but you've got my 10. So, but we're actually going to start with special guest star for the show, Jamin. Jamin has sent in a little clip. He says, hi to everyone. And he's made this little clip as he was driving to uh, the town where his baby's going to be born. Um, so why don't we cross over to a clip from Jamin and hear his top 10. All right, Jamin's back. Hello, Q and Jason. It's Jamin here. I'm calling from out in the field. Uh, I'm actually driving into Mackay this evening, and we'll uh, we'll st- Lee and I will stay in the, uh, in our hotel until the baby is uh, ready to be born. So it should only be another few days until that happens. Hopefully, due date is on Tuesday, so coming very soon. And as this episode will actually probably be released uh, by the time that uh, we've had the baby, which is pretty exciting. But anyway, so I thought I would I would call in from my drive and uh, kind of fill the time a little bit with um, with telling you guys what my top ten favorite Michael Jackson songs are. I know Andy Healy, friend of the show, Andy, uh, put out a little call, the MJ 101 challenge. Uh, he wanted fans from around the world to contribute what they think is their top ten favorite songs, and I'm I'm ready to do that right now. I'm going to count down from number ten to number one. I, I want to just sort of make it clear, though, the, to the audience that these are these are not um, necessarily uh, my um, opinion of Michael's ten best songs. You know, like there's some amazing, incredible, uh, world-changing songs that aren't on this list. This is purely my ten favorite songs that I listen to more than any other Michael Jackson song. So, okay, I'll start off with number ten. Number ten is Jam. 
I listened to Jam a lot. I think it it always kind of um, like I didn't really get like love it so much uh, as much as I do now prior to This Is It. But after I saw This Is It in um, you know 2009, it sort of just gave the song a new life to me, and uh, I just listen to it a lot now. Number nine is Money from the History album. I love the song Money. It's uh, so prophetic. I mean, so many people, so many sharks were after Michael Jackson throughout his life uh, trying to get his money. And I just think that this song is incredible in its, uh, you know, analysis of Michael's own life. But also the the vocals. The the thing I love about this song is the vocal harmonies, the vocal layering. Uh, Beautiful track. And I just, it just, by the end of it, the amount of different vocal layers going on is just heaven. And I love it. Uh, number eight is a song from Off the Wall. It is what many critics call the only pure jazz song that Michael ever recorded. Uh, him and Quincy absolutely knocked it out of the park with this one. It's I Can't Help It. Just the vibe of this song is unlike any other Michael song. It is. It just has a complete, magical, soulful feeling to it that, that I just don't think is matched by any other Michael recording. And uh, it is very unique and very special. Okay, number seven is the horror thriller night masterpiece the best song off the invincible album in my opinion threatened uh threatened is just incredible and i would love to i would love to hear it in a more demo style raw kind of form actually because it's just a a real masterpiece and very very underrated and i remember michael saying in, in an interview um after 2001 that he he couldn't wait to get his hands on that song to hopefully do a uh short film with it unfortunately that that never never happened due to his relationship with sony music but what an incredible song is threatened okay number six stranger in moscow track three i believe from the history album beautiful track magical track uh what a pure pure representation of michael's uh late era work brad buckstar and michael uh obviously just had such amazing collaborative power and the feeling you can just feel Michael's emotions in this song, that feeling of loneliness. But I just love the way the beatbox is, is, is really mixed there into the beat and it is really cool, really good song. Number five is a song that again has only recently since Michael's passing uh, made it into my top 10. I didn't listen to it a lot when he was alive. But uh, what's given it a new sort of fresh feel for me is not actually so much its presence in This Is It, but a lot of the um, acapella groups on YouTube sort of doing their own versions of this song. And it's really made me appreciate Michael's version more. It's Human Nature. Again, great track from the Thriller album. Beautiful feel. I just love the vibe of this song. It's a timeless piece. And it's just... Any time I'm out in a city at night, especially if I'm in a high-rise looking out you know, across you know, the nighttime, as he says, you know, looking at all the city lights, this song just comes into my head and it just captures that beautiful feeling of being in a city alone at night looking at all the beautiful city lights. So uh, I don't know. It's just what I think of when I, when I hear that song and what I feel and I love it. Okay, getting down to my top four now. So we've, we've just had Human Nature. Number four is Smooth Criminal. It has been a favorite of mine since I was young. I was so disappointed 
uh, when I bought the history album to, to notice that Smooth Criminal wasn't on there. It still shocks me to this day that Smooth Criminal was omitted from history, uh, volume one, disc one. Uh, great music video, of course, or short film, should I say. Sorry, Michael. Uh, but, it, you know, not, not only is the short film great, but the song itself. I mean, come on. The, the story in that song is amazing. The, um, the unique kind of percussion and beat and timing and the way he sings those lyrics, it is so unique and incredible. And Smooth Criminal is just a great, great song. It's a classic song. Everyone knows it. You know, it wasn't number one for Michael, but I would say it's, you know, in his top five most well-known songs in the world for sure. Um, getting into my top three. Number three is not a song that Michael completed in his lifetime. He started it in the early 80s, worked on it all the way throughout his life. It was the last full song um, that he recorded a full vocal for, I think. He recorded it in a bathroom, a legit song this time. Sorry, Eddie Castro. This one really was recorded in a bathroom. And uh, it is Best of Joy. Uh, the, and the nephew version, you know, how crazy is that? People that know me must be like, what? You know, a posthumously completed song that was produced by somebody who, who was working with Michael, but not particularly on this song in this iteration when Michael was alive. But what a, what a masterpiece. Like the way that, again, those vocals are layered towards the last third of the song. Just uh, oh, just how pure his voice is in it. It just lifts, lifts me up when I listen to it. It takes me, whatever mood I'm in, it will just lift me up. And I just think it is so, I don't know the word for this, like haunting and magical and sad and special all in one that the last lyric of that song, the last line is I am forever. And according to Michael Prince, it was quite possibly the very last song that he ever sung a full vocal for. And his last line was I am forever. And that is just, oh my God, that just gives me goosebumps thinking about it right now. Number two is Escape. Uh, this song leaked right when I became a fan about a year later in tw- uh, 2002, late 2002. Uh, Michael clearly loved it a lot, put a lot of effort into it. Um, unfortunately, it leaked and that upset him um, because, in my opinion, I think he probably did have plans for that for the future. Great song. It's the only song recorded in the Invincible Sessions that I feel has a history-style theme to it. Um, it's got that, that feel of um, paranoia in it, that feel of um, the world being out to get MJ. It's prophetic. It talks about these people trying to control him. He's got to escape the system. And again, you know, it's one of those songs which really, I mean, was written 10 years before all of those things actually happened to him and really ended in the worst way. But it's a great song to sort of autobiographically understand Michael Jackson's world. But not only that, it's got a great beat. It's a, it's a very complex rhythmic song very underrated and uh you know i'm glad it was sort of recognized on the escape album and got the uh the album was titled after it really deserves it um number one okay here we go this song is not really often spoken about by michael aficionados as being one of his best songs but i actually think it is the thing i like about it is the song goes through very different stages throughout its very long runtime especially the extended version of it. But uh, I like songs that go through different... Um, Michael's songs often sort of start simple and build up towards a complex ending, but that is more or less similar to the start of the song, except, of course, Earth Song and, and different ones like that. It's quite different in the end. But 
But this song is like a different animal by the time you get to the end of the song. It, is go- it goes through evolutions. And it just, when that beat starts in this song, like, you know, it's like, it just, it just gets me going. And I'm not going to reveal the song name yet, but my God, when I was sitting in the cinema watching This Is It and the, the movie started and the, the live beat of this song kicked in right at the start, ah, oh, the feeling is indescribable. The song is Wannabe Starting Something. Look, I think this song is a masterpiece, like a true masterpiece, rhythmically, the way it builds in, you know, African-inspired chanting and just, it just is so rich and so lush and so timeless. And the lyrics are so complex, you know, like he's talking about really complex themes like sustainability and overpopulation and people being able to, you know, actually feed their own children if they're not well off enough to have kids, you know? If you can't feed your baby, then why have a baby? That That is like, if you look into that lyric and think about the problems that our overcrowded population faces today, it's very, very interesting. Uh, great song. Love it. Gets me moving. So much energy and passion and fire in that song. And uh, no wonder Michael included it in every live tour he did as a solo artist because it is just amazing. Uh, They are my top 10 favorite Michael Jackson songs. That's the MJ101 challenge locked in. (laughs) Didn't take me as long as Q. I I know Q, you spent a lot of time doing it, but I just thought of it like, what are the songs that I have listened to most, you know, probably since MJ passed away. And I loved those tracks. Anyway, guys, I'm going to keep hitting the road and heading on into Mackay. Won't be long until Baby Bull is born. Lots of uh, lots of pics to come uh, on social media. You've probably already seen them by the time you hear this hear this recording. But peace out to everybody. Love you all. This is Jamin Bull signing out. That was Jamin. Thank you, Jamin, for sending us your top ten. Very, 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 very detailed. <laughs> um, a lot of thought went into that. So thank you so much. I know that Jamin came up with his list a lot easier than what I did. I've been agonizing and having major anxiety over this list, but he found it a lot easier. So, yeah, thank you, Jamin. It was good to hear from you. All the best and congratulations with the birth of your little baby. Yay. He's going to tell me all about it later so I can learn. (laughs) Now we're going to go to the awesome Jason. Why me? Why me? (laughs) Because you're co-hosting with me. That's why. I guess. So I got to start my list. I got 10 songs that um very hard to choose, but I went a different way this time, okay? As many people say, as Nick just said in the episode before, it changes every day, it changes on your mood and the season, on the year even. Um, but I went to the dancing because, you know, I started liking Michael because of the dance. So I went that way. I went to the songs that make me dance, look, just like Michael, you know. He would choose his songs according to what made him move. So these are the songs that I chose, mostly dancing songs because... They really make me move. So number 10 starts with uh, back to 1971 from the album Off the Wall. I chose great songs over there, okay? So it was very hard for me to just choose one from those that are very tempting as well. But I chose Get on the Floor. um, Nice. Which is track number four, which was recorded in April, June 1979. Song written by Jackson in by Louis Johnson. Uh, it's just a fun song. 
you know, he's laughing. You got all these rhythms into the song, and it's very hard not to not to get up and dance to it. Yeah, awesome choice, awesome choice. Is it in your top ten? I'm not going to tell you if it was in my top ten, but it was <laughs> definitely in my short list. I think uh, we should do I one had... and one. Really? Yeah, ten, and then you do your ten, and then. Okay, I like that. That's yeah. good. All right, so I did my list just as my favorites. It's the songs that I love. They might not be the best Michael Jackson songs ever, but for me, they are songs that stick with me, that I have good memories for. Um, and I chose mine from the Michael Jackson solo albums. So oh. for me, I went through, I think there's 11 Michael Jackson solo yes. albums. Yeah. And I went through, and that's how I chose. So none of mine are off posthumous releases. None of mine are B-side singles or unreleased tracks or songs that came out on a box set only, that kind of thing. <laughs> mine were just off right. the Michael Jackson solo albums. And I'm going to be telling you my list of 10 in the order that they were released. Ah, so from the earliest song... You got to go by what you like the most. Well, I like all of them the same. So there <laughs> okay. you go. That's okay. So my first song, my number 10. Number from, 10. Is from the album Music and Me, Ooh. which I think came out in 1973. Uh -huh. And it is the track, title track, Music and Me. Oh, that is the title track, huh? Yeah. It's, Title 10 on side B. It's like young Michael. Very young. Like young Michael, and it was hard to choose. I had a list of about one, two, three, four, five, six songs, all just from early solo albums in the 70s, and it was really hard just to pick one to fit on because I had to fit the rest of the list in. Uh -huh. But I think Music and Me, I have good memories from the Moonwalker film, and it's just hearing his voice. It's so soulful and I love it. So that's my first. From October 1973. I think uh, I remember that. Wasn't that in the history? Wasn't it that in there? Like on a video or something? Yeah. Yeah, because I remember. Maybe. Was that the footage from the Moonwalker film? Yeah, I think so. Maybe. Because that showed like his sort of dressing room with the, yeah. the jewelry on the desk and everything. Correct. So that's, I think, that's, that's the first time I remember. Uh, hearing that song, it was in that video, which you say cool. also you you heard it from there, right? Yeah, yeah. And I didn't know it existed. I'm like, hey, that's a pretty good song. And yeah. uh, you gotta go back though and, and search for it. <laughs> All right, what's your number nine? Number nine. Number nine. It comes from the Dangerous album, and is the Hunting song. Who is it? Excellent. So it's a great song, and and that's the reason why I chose it. It's not a very dancey song though, but. Uh, this one I did choose because of all of the layers it has, and it's just a great composition all together, you know. And that's the reason. It's just, it's just a, a little, a little masterpiece, and that's why I chose it. I had to choose it. I love the beatboxing. It is a masterpiece. Yeah, such good beatboxing. Yeah. Okay, my number nine is from the Off the Wall album. Get on the floor. Get on the floor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You copycat. It's, well, no, mine's number nine. Um, I I love the Off the Wall album so much. It is such a good album. It is so cohesive, and it is so 
happy and yeah. brilliant. Fun. It was so hard to pick a song when I had like six songs I wanted <laughs> off that album alone. <laughs> I know. How do How I say no to, to Don't one. Stop Till You Get Enough? I didn't choose it, so it's not going to be in the future, okay? I'm just telling you, <sighs> I did not choose Don't Stop Till You Get Enough at all, and I left out rock with you, and it hurt my heart. It hurt but... my heart choosing <laughs> from this album. Yeah. So... But the one that really gets me more than Don't Stop, it's, it's, it's Get On The Floor, and because it's different, you know? I just hear it, and I cannot be still i have to move my hips <laughs> right. have to move my feet it's such a good disco song like it is. so is working day and night and burn yeah. this disco out um there's so many awesome disco songs but if you ever want to see q dance just play this album in the club and you will see q dance because <laughs> i cannot dance not dance i have to always move if i hear these right. songs but the one i chose which was a very tough choice for my number nine, was Get On The Floor. All right. Well, we got one in common already. We do. I, w I wouldn't think that you would choose that one as well. But uh, Oh, I love disco. I'm yeah. a disco queen. <laughs> number eight. Okay, I'm going to tell you my number eight. It comes from the History album, and you will not guess, but it is They Don't Care About Us. It's a great song. It's not very dancey, but I do like the message of the song. I love, I just love the way Michael delivers that song. And it does get you to dance, you know, once you listen to it. Also, the guitar. Come on. It's just a great, great song. I, and, and it's so embedded with the video as well, you know, that it's just great. Great stuff. Which video do you prefer? Well, I'm, I'm so used to watching the one with the Brazil. So yep. I, I prefer that. But I do like the message on the other one, on the prison video. I like yep. the message on there, but I just like to see Michael dance. In Brazil, with all those people going crazy, and and the music, you know, the the beat the that drums. they added, it was amazing. So yeah, those drums. I think so it's a very good. unique song, you know, very unique in the way he did it. I wouldn't expect Michael Jackson to come up with that, and then he did. <laughs> great, great beat. Incredible message in that song, and something yeah. that should not be ignored, and is very current and relevant in yes, today's time. Good choice for your number eight. Number eight. My number eight is going to the Thriller album. Thriller. Okay, the yeah. first one from the Thriller album comes out. And it is Human Nature. Da -da 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 -da. <laughs> <laughs> I had it. I had it. It was on my top, believe me. I had to get it out. <laughs> there was no space so, for it. I know. Yeah, I had another song from Thriller that I had to get rid of at the last minute. <laughs> and But I kept Human Nature. It's a classic, timeless song. Yeah. Steve Pocaro um, is amazing. Oh, my God. Amazing, amazing work from Steve Pocaro. And, yeah, it's one of my favorites. I can't not put it on the list. So, yeah, there you go. And the lights, you know, the lights on the concert, I think they go great with the music. You know, at yes. the end when he's walking away, the t -t 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 like that, because he goes yeah, with, the, the, it was with the keyboard stuff. Drink. Yeah, that was genius stuff. So cool. Yeah, the music delivers the visuals and the visuals of the music. It's just great. Number seven, I'm going to go back to the Dangerous album, and I would choose the title track, Dangerous. Oh, nice. Yes. You cannot not dance to Dangerous. I mean, you watched the 1995 special on MTV, and Michael is just a genius, you know? The best there is out there. Every time I want to show somebody Michael Jackson, I always play the 1995 Dangerous MTV because it's just perfection. Yeah. Do you yeah. like his hair in it? Oh, yeah. I, I had that hair for a while. Did you? Yeah, because my, my hair is curly, naturally. So 
I had it like that. Not 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 a, exactly, but kind of the same length because I really liked it. He's one of the few times you see Michael with short hair, and he looks really good there. I think yeah, it was shocking to see like whoa, that's very short. Yeah, but that curly short hair I liked a lot more than some other styles. Yeah, definitely, yeah. <laughs> it was it was just superstar, you know. <laughs> Good choice, good choice. Yeah. All right, well, my next track, number seven, is moving on in release history, is from the Bad Album, and it is the track with a message, Man in the Mirror. Ah, okay. Great stuff. It's like an anthem. Like, I needed an anthem, and to me, this week could be different another week. It's Man in the Mirror. It's just a brilliant message, and it's just so inspiring so you actually got human nature and men in the mirror chosen in your list yeah ah, yep. you're very being very emotional right now with the choosing of your songs um yeah there's a couple in a row that are <laughs> yeah. like that but don't worry the mood will change oh it will change okay because I'm, I'm not there at all like my number six is she drives me wild <laughs> Ooh, nice yeah i went to move my shoulders and i can't stop <laughs> I, I've seen it on, on the history tour, and I think that's the way you dance that song with your shoulders because the yep. beat it just tells you to do that. And then he does it again, and this is it, and it's just marvelous. Very short though, but it always leaves me thinking: what else could Michael would have done if he would have made a video of that, you know, or a full performance of it? Very true. Yeah, it's a great song. It's a great beat. Nobody, not, not a lot of people like it, or or even know. I it, like it, but it's a great beat. It is. Yeah. Mine is a little bit similar. Your number so six. So am I uh, number six is oh. Jam. Jam. It ain't yeah. too much. The song that changed Michael Jackson fans having breakfast all over the world. <laughs> having breakfast? <laughs> when you making oh, toast making and you're jam. putting some jam on. That's, that's what the first thing you think, but then you listen to the song <laughs> and that's not what it is. And then you watch the video and it's not what that is either. So <laughs> it's all kinds of jam. Hmm? <laughs> It is always been one of my favorite tracks from the album and I just love it. And I always just dance. And if I'm in the car, I always just turn it up so loud when this song comes on. So you owe it to Bruce Houdin because he's the one that came up with it. Oh, yeah. genius, genius production. Stuff. So the I first time you, you bought the album, you know, you bought the cassette or whatever you got back then in the 90s. It was a cassette. It, yep. was, it was a cassette. Okay. And then you played it. For the first time, that was the first song that came out in the cassette. Yes. So what did you feel? Yeah, what did you feel when you first heard it? I was sitting in the car What's and it? I think the car was parked and dad was, had run in to do something in a shop and me and my brothers and sister. And I was like, finally, I get to, to play this. Uh -huh. And I played it and I was like, whoa. I wasn't oh. expecting this. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's the first thing it you'd was... be like, what is going on? <laughs> it's a very different sound. Yeah, to, very different. You know, from... This, yeah, from like the Bad Album yeah. before. It was different to Black or White, which was the lead single. Mm -hmm. So, but I loved it. I was like, this is hard hitting and awesome. So, yeah, it's always been one of my favorites. I have another story for when we when I played the song once. It was in high school uh -huh. and I was in the school play and we were working at the school on a weekend playing. Uh, we were like doing rehearsals and building the sets for some play that we were performing. And 
the the teacher the drama teacher had said oh you know you can bring some cds in and we'll play them over the the sound system while we're like painting the sets and stuff like that okay so i brought in the dangerous album and <laughs> they let, let me load it up and then we played it but what we didn't know was the volume was really 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 loud oh. it had been turned up really loud somebody had done that at, Someone had maybe done that when we moved the stereo or when they were playing something earlier that was really quiet. Uh -huh. So, of course, the first sound that is played is the sound of breaking glass. Breaking glass, that's right. And in this big room we were in, above us, wow. there were huge big glass windows ah. to, to let all the sunlight in. And because the music was so loud, everyone like screamed and ducked because they thought the window had broken for real. <laughs> that is great stuff. <laughs> and wow. then the beat started and it was really loud as well. And everyone was like, whoa, turn it down. <laughs> it wasn't me operating the stereo, thank God. So I, I didn't get in trouble for it. But yeah, it was so funny that just everyone reacted as if the glass was really breaking because it sounded so loud and so real. Wow. Maybe that's why Michael did that. <laughs> Maybe to play it loud. <laughs> play it loud. Well, of course, it was made to be played loud and uh, to get <laughs> people attention. You know, like what's going to happen now? So it's he a great breaking, breaking that glass ceiling. Yeah, great song, and it really gets you into thinking. Okay, what what else is coming? Is, is this album going to change moods, or or am I going to hear more of this? You don't know. When you first listen to the album, it really gets you tense to see what's coming. <laughs> you yep. don't know, and it's such a good message in the song as well. Of course, yeah, so good. Number five, we're going to continue this uh, yeah. loudness, I guess. And I'm going to choose from the History Album, the first track, Scream. Oh, Sister nice. Janet. Yeah, it's a great, great song. I was watching this video. This guy, he deconstructs the song. So he gets his equipment and he makes all the sounds all over again to make the instrumental of it. And, and he's explaining how, okay, now I'm going to put this sound and I'm going to, on the top, I'm going to put this other sound. And, and I had no clue just how intricate and complicated and how many layers there are on this song that when you first hear it, you got no clue. You know, you really don't have any clue. Actually, you don't even have a clue until you watch that guy do that stuff because there's so much stuff underneath. You really, there really is. I, I'm gonna give you the link, but it is a great, great song. I always liked it. Uh, I didn't know it existed. A lot of the songs I don't, I didn't never knew because you know, as Jamin, I became a fan, oh, after 2001, and not only I, I started to become a fan, but then I didn't have any music at all. So it, it was me going and finding stuff little by little or whatever I could get my hands on. So somebody gave me a CD, and I think I was driving, but they burned the CD. So there was a whole mm -hmm. bunch of songs in it that they downloaded from a casa or something like that. <laughs> they they put it in the album and and then this Michael Jackson song comes on and I've never ever heard it before. But it was a very bad quality one, so it sounded oh, lower no. than the rest of the songs that I've been listening to. But I, and and it made me think right away: How is this song? I mean, it sounds great, and how will it sound with its original sound? You know, louder. And what I'm listening right now, it probably sounds freaking awesome. I didn't get to hear it until I bought the double history album CDs. That's one of the songs I never ever heard, but I knew I liked the first time I heard it. And I was very glad and surprised that I didn't know the song. I love it because he sounds so angry on it. He does. He even says some bad words in there. 
<laughs> oh my god! The first time I heard that, I was so shocked. I was like, <laughs> Me too. "No, like, did he he's, just... he's saying, is he saying the f word or is he saying funk? <laughs> he must be saying he has to be saying funk. I can't believe it." And right. then he was not, and I was like, "Good on him. That's awesome." And when you hear the a cappella version, he says it, but then whatever words are right after it, he doesn't even finish saying them. It's like he got uh, like ashamed a little bit, like oh. And then he stopped, <laughs> and then he went back to singing crazy again. But uh, at least I, I couldn't understand what he said right after it. Yeah. All right. So my number five is also from the Dangerous album, "Give In to Me." Give in to me. Oh my goodness! Now we're changing moods, really. Yeah, I love Rock MJ, and it was so hard not to just have a whole list of rock songs because right. I really like the MJ rock songs. Maybe yeah. that will be another list we talk about another time is my favorite MJ rock songs. And I wish he did more rock. Yeah. Um, but I kept giving to me because it has to be in my list and played super, super loud. <laughs> you like the guitar? Or oh, yeah. Love is a donut. What do you like the most? <laughs> <laughs> the guitar. That's a Definitely. great song. It's, it's such a, like, it's a great song of the 90s because, mm -hmm. you know, rock was becoming really big back then and, like, Michael had influences to make this song from, like, so many rock tracks and, and rock bands and amazing guitarists and just, yeah, I love this song. I've always loved it. I love the video for it. So, yes, it's, that's my number five. And you got Slash in there as well. Yes. And, you know, this song is kind of hard because... The lyrics on it, I think I was listening to somebody say that they don't repeat. So he changes every single time. Do you notice that? That's probably true. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, he doesn't repeat everything. He's changing the verse every time. So to learn it, <laughs> you got to learn a whole song instead of just one little piece and then the chorus and then repeat. No, you got to learn everything. And he says a lot of stuff. So it's very wordy. And I love the ad-libs at the end. Oh, yeah, of course. So good. He was a genius at ad-libbing. All right. Over to you for number four. Number four. We continue dancing. So now we go back to the middle 90s. And this is probably one you love. And it's from the Blood on the Dance Floor album. Is Ghosts. Oh, good choice. Great, great song. Great choreography. Very hard to do. Don't even try it. You can hurt yourself, uh, <laughs> but you know, you gotta move first time. This is another one of those. It's like I was living under a rock or something. <laughs> I, I heard this song for the first time and I was like, What? There's he made this and nobody knows about this, <laughs> you know? Like, what's wrong with the world? Like, it's like, this song should be playing on the radio every day, same as Scream, but I never heard him before, so I was very surprised of this material that MJ had and I didn't know about. But when when did you hear it? Like what year? Like was it much long after the album came out? Oh yeah, no, way later in 2000 something. I'm telling you, I got these uh, albums, that these CDs that either I downloaded or somebody downloaded for me uh, from the internet. And I think probably I did. I just got some Michael Jackson songs and I put them in there, and then I heard them for the first time. Just if you said Michael Jackson, I I downloaded it, burned it, and then go listen to it in my car. And I was very cool. surprised to discover all this stuff out of nowhere. So I had no clue from what year. I had no clue what album. I had no idea of any chronological anything. 
So for me, it was just songs like, here you go. <laughs> and uh, much later, up until right now, you know, I started to learn all this stuff. But back then, it was just discovery. It was just, here you go. So it, th that was interesting because you can see how the difference in time, it wasn't important to me then. Like, I couldn't tell this is from the 90s, early's, or at the end of the 90s or 80s. Everything sounded great. That's because MJ's music is just timeless. Um, and when did you see the film for the first time? I think I ordered from eBay. One of those uh, DVDs came from a country far, far away. I think China or something. Yeah. And, and I played it. And I didn't know why I had to, you know, have to play it like that. Why are they selling me this DVD? I had no clue it was that long. <laughs> so I watched it at home. There was no YouTube back then. So, yeah, I just watched it off of a uh, DVD. Good quality. I thought it was and then better you than loved, Then you loved the song even more. Yeah, of course, because of the choreography, you know. And uh, yeah. it was kind of, it reminded me of oh, a lot of the shows that I was watching then also. I was watching, you know, like Power Rangers. And uh, it had kind of the same effect. So that was interesting to see that MJ was doing the same things that I've been watching, you know, the late 90s for me. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I've got a track that I actually forgot because I'm reading this off my my playlist in my iPhone mm -hmm. so that it hasn't got track numbers. So I actually skipped one of mine. All right. And it falls between – the release of it falls between Man in the Mirror and Jam. And this is a track that I skipped and it was actually from the Bad Album. And my next track is Smooth Criminal. Ah, of course. You had to How did I one. miss it? So we were talking <laughs> about Man in the Mirror, mm -hmm. and then I skipped it by accident and went to Jam. But between that, Smooth Criminal. It is brilliant. Again, terrific short film, but, like, it's such a universal song. Like, every Michael Jackson fan would love this song, and even yeah. people that are not, not big Michael fans would know this song and love it, and it's just so well put together the story the lyrics the whole concept of it it's brilliant so smooth criminal was my next one actually nick i uh, just uh, chose it as one of his favorites in the last episode yes that's it so and i've been having a lot of controversy on it uh, i probably shouldn't have said it and now i'm gonna say it again but oh well. uh oh yeah, because they were talking about videos. I think it was, uh, I don't know. We were talking about one of those videos in, in the Espanol uh, section. And we talked about the Smooth Criminal. And then I said, you know, I was being honest. <laughs> and I said, you know what? I love the video. I love the song. I, I, I see the dated some of the effects at the end of it. But something I didn't like was in the middle section when they stopped the music and then just moan and you know, build all this tension. I just didn't like that part. And I got a bash on Twitter and everywhere <laughs> because what, I didn't what like did, that what section. Did, what did Ale and Sandra say when they you said that? They say they love it. That's their most favorite part. Of course, they got to go 100% against me. So they're like, I love That's <laughs> the best of the, that's the idea of the whole video. Basically, that's what they said. I'm like, no. <laughs> what? So we were, yeah, they were just, you know, being mean to me. But uh, I just, happen not to enjoy that section as much okay i'm sorry for all the fans that love it i'm not one of them how about you i did not understand it when i was a kid like young and yeah. watching it at all i was mm -hmm. like what is going on here <laughs> that's what i felt <laughs> and then now that and you're grown 
I can sort of see it's like like what you said. It's like all the tension, yeah, yeah. and it's just this raw emotion and passion, and it's like it's not jazz, but it's like this just this musical expression.、Mm-hmm. So I understand it a bit more now. And、uh, to me, it sort of does fit the movie, but it doesn't. It's not the whole point of the video. <laughs> no, of course not. They were just busting me. But、uh, <laughs> for me, okay, let me explain why I don't like it and why I like it. Okay, now I'm fifty-fifty. I like it because it builds attention, and when the lights come back on and they start the choreography right off there, it's just brilliant. You know, so it's great. It's a great effect. It's a great、yep. beat. And 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 it really gets you back to the floor and to dance because you see them dance after you know a stop a full stop of the song. I just don't、yeah. like the fact that it's way too long for me. You know, because、yeah. I'm watching the video. You know, if you watch the whole movie, you know you you're into the story. You know, they're looking for the guy. He just killed somebody, and、uh, you know now he's dancing and dancing. And then he stops everything. Yeah, and and I was like, what? I want to continue knowing what's gonna happen to these kids and to Michael and to everybody else, but they just stopped the whole film just to do that. And they they could have done it a little shorter. That's all I'm saying. And then they just tagged me now in a video where Michael himself is explaining in the set to the director and the actors how he wanted and why he wanted to do that. And so there you go. They keep bashing me like Jason. See, he telling you why he likes it. I'm like,、ah, okay, I understand. <laughs> Oh well, I won't bash you like the girls. <laughs> It's just funny. It, that video that you said that they linked you to, maybe we can put that in the show notes. Sure. Yeah, I'll give it. All to right. You. <laughs> cool. So make sure we put that in. Give send that to me, and I'll, I'll put it in the show notes so everyone can hear Michael explaining the interlude. Yeah, it's very interesting, actually, but I don't believe it. <laughs> All right, so we head to—is it number three? Number three already. Wow, this is fast. Okay, well, number three for me. Uh, I'm gonna put the mood a little, a little lower than what we had before. I come from Ghost to something smoother, nicer, but still, you move. It's Remember the Time from the album Dangerous. <laughs> so, there you go. Do you want to dance? Oh yeah, yeah. It's a great video as well. I think that's、uh, Ali has said many times that that's where she fell in love with Michael in that video. And well, of course, he looks great, good clothing and. The dancing is pretty good, even though people have said he was never satisfied with that choreography.、Uh, who knows? And、um, he performed it in a wheelchair one day as well.、So. Good song, classic song. I remember fighting with my sister over a poster that she had from a magazine, and it had the lyrics of "Remember the Time" and a picture of Michael on this little A4 size poster.、Mm. And we fought for a long time because I was like, "Well, I'm the bigger fan, so I think I should have that poster." And she was like, "No, I like it. It's my favorite song, so I want the poster." <laughs> Who got the, got poster the poster in the end? I got it in the end. Ah, okay. You still have it? Um, probably, yeah. Probably, okay. All right, yeah. It's a great song. Michael's smiling in it or laughing. He does ad libs that are amazing. Yes.、And、the music is great. All the layers as well. Love it. Love it to dance. And、uh, his screams are great as well. <laughs> He screams crazy. Well, my number three is back to order of release,、mm-hmm. the Dangerous album again. So that's three tracks from me from Dangerous album, and it's the track Dangerous. Ah, okay. You see, you copy me there. <laughs> that was your number seven. That was number yeah. So why、yeah, you like that one? Oh my god! Just the dance. You have to like do the moves or try <laughs> try、yeah. to do them poorly. 
Um, but it's such a good song. I love the story of it. It paints such a picture. And the beat and then the spoken word parts. Yeah. Like, it's like Michael rapping almost. Yeah, it is. It's almost poetry. It's almost a rap. Um, story. But just the song yeah. and the soundscape of it. Oh, it's brilliant. So many layers. You can just sit there for hours discovering new parts. So, yeah. So you, I love you, it. you said at the beginning that you're only choosing from the albums, nothing extra. So, uh, but did you like this more than the, the demo version? That's yes. Yeah. I like this more. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Of course. What about the, the spoken? Uh, well, yeah, the intro where he's describing the situation. Do you like the way it sounds here or the way he said it at the deposition? Oh, in, I like the finished product. <laughs> Because he did it at the deposition. When I first heard that, I was like, he's doing this to you, stupid lawyer. <laughs> can you appreciate? Yeah. Can you, you know? appreciate this? <laughs> this is a great moment. You're right in front of the guy doing it for you. Can you, he, you should be paying him right now. But anyway, maybe they didn't care. They probably did not care. <laughs> All right. Dangerous. My number two is one of my top, top, not only 10, it's like my top five. Yeah, it's a very, very highly rated for me, this song. I always loved it. And it's from the Bad Album, The Way You Make Me Feel. Cool. Yeah, this song How come? is crazy. That beat is nuts. Uh, first time I heard it, same thing. I was like, I can't believe Michael is doing this. Because, you know, Thriller, and it, it has nothing to do with this feeling. This, this song feels different right away, you know? And later I, I learned that the mother asked him for it, and... That's why he did it. The video is great. Uh, the blue, I love the blue shirt. I love the live version of it as well. When with the, the little part he added at the beginning, recorded at a hotel room. <laughs> and uh, this song really makes me dance. Like it's one of my top favorites and I cannot sing it as well. I don't know how, <laughs> why, but it's one of those that I cannot sing. Maybe because I pitched him up, but I just can't reach those notes. It's, they were too crazy for me. Uh, you gonna put a video out of you trying to sing it? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> this is one of the worst ones for me to sing. I can't do it, but I can dance it. Oh, maybe you should put a video of that up. <laughs> no, uh, no, I'm way too old for that now. <laughs> but I love the song. So if you want to get me to dance, just like Q said earlier, this is one of those songs that will get me up on the floor right away. Done. So if you're in the shopping center or at the club and you see Jason walking past, just quickly go play this song really loud yeah. and then Jason will stop what he's doing and yeah. just dance. Yeah. I will just do a spin and put myself in tippy toes or <laughs> no, but I'll do some crazy pose, I guess. Okay. So my number two in order of release, oh, this was the toughest position actually. Um, it was a choice between this song and Scream. Sadly, mm. Scream did not make it. Did not by make the, the cut. Well, I put oh, it in. It was, you, thank you for putting it in for me. I feel better. <laughs> I do feel better now. Okay, good. But, oh, my God, this was the toughest cut to make. My number two is from the Invincible album. So oh, I've skipped to skipped, Invincible skipped and Speechless. Your love is magical. Wow. That is a great song. I also cut it out, let me be honest with you, because it wasn't a dancing song. That's the only reason yep. I cut it out. <laughs> That was But my excuse. Uh, his, voice his voice is man. so pure 
And like Jamin had picked Best of Joy as mm-hmm. like a song that he loves with the, the vocals and everything, but I didn't include it because I only chose from the solo albums that Michael released. Mm-hmm. But I do love the vocals in Best of Joy as well. I think that's also like up there with Speechless. Right. But Speechless, just the acapella start and the purity of his voice. Uh, mm-hmm. I just, it's brilliant. We didn't play like a lot of um, songs at, at my wedding and things like that. We had like there was a guy on a piano, but if I had, I would have played Speechless oh. because it's such a beautiful song. It's so full of love and it's so pure and raw. Yeah, I just think it captures the essence of Michael so well. So, yeah, I, I nearly picked Scream because it's such a good song and it's been one of my favourites off the history album forever. But in the end, I was like, no, I'm just going to have to choose Speechless because I need something on my list that showcases the voice of Michael and who he was. And to me, it was always been Speechless. That little, the lyric, uh, my head spinning like a carousel, uh, is one of those lyrics I can't, it's very hard for me to sing that part. <laughs> I don't know why. I think it's like a, you know, tongue twister for me. <laughs> and the way also that sometimes he puts words together. Yeah. Like he doesn't even have to say them properly, but he'll sing it in a way that they all make sense. Yeah. But that's not how you actually say the words sometimes. Yeah. And so that was my number two. I had a question on this one. Uh, maybe one day I'll get to ask it to the right person. But in the movie, this is it. He sings it. He sings a little section of it. And I always wanted to know why he sang it there, if there's more of it, <laughs> and, and why they chose to put it in the movie. You know, it's so short, such a short section. Uh, yeah. It's interesting why they put it in the movie. Yeah, I've always wondered that as well. And, yeah. like, if the concerts ever happened, I I would hope that he would sing that song in yeah. the concert because it's such a good song and more people should know about it. I think it's a song that a lot of people that are not fans maybe don't know about. Yeah, definitely. And then moving on to my number one. Can't believe we got here, but my number one is easy. I didn't try to overthink it too much because we're talking about dancing songs. And for me, you know, what made me a fan is Billie Jean. So first song I heard, (laughs) first song I liked, first choreography I learned. That's how I learned the moonwalk. Love Billie Jean. I nearly guessed it. (laughs) Of course. I nearly guessed that this was going to be your number one. Yeah. I didn't want to say it out loud, though. Thank you for not ruining my moment there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is the song that made you a fan. It is, yeah. And uh, other than the way you make me feel, this is the one I stop when I'm, you know, going somewhere. I just got to stop and listen to the whole thing. Uh, if I'm at the shopping mall or wherever I'm at. Yeah, that's the song. Excellent. Good choice. Mm-hmm. Billie Jean from the Thriller album. And I guess you saw like him do the moonwalk on the Motown 25 performance. Yeah, definitely got the DVD with everybody else doing it. Their, their performances, Marvin Gaye, everybody else got that DVD. So nice. Great, great stuff. And I did catch that section before he even said it or read. I read the biography or anything that he didn't stand on, on the toes that long. When I watched it, I was like, oh, he should have stayed a little longer. <laughs> I was the same. I felt the same. Yeah, I caught it. And then he said it later. So I'm like, yeah, I wasn't that wrong. Well, congratulations for your number one, Billie yeah, Jean. Billie Jean. Good choice. A classic. Mm-hmm. I think you should do the beatboxing again. I did a little bit of it because, you know, <laughs> he does. He did a couple of uh, B 
Billie Jean beatboxings. And one of us at the at Neverland, that infamous yes. interview, he did it there. And he did yep. it somewhere else, I think. But they, they were different. <laughs> he didn't beatbox the same way. So that was weird. Well, my number one going in order of release was from the last Michael Jackson studio album, Invincible Again. And my track is Threatened. Threatened by me. Yes. Great song. I love it. Great, great song. Such a good song. It's definitely, if not the best song from Invincible, <laughs> it's one of the top ones. It's the perfect thriller night Halloween track, and the production on it is brilliant. The story is like horrific and fantastic, and just like a Edgar Allan Poe poem and the use of technology to get like Rod Serling's voice from the, from the twilight zone. Mm -hmm. Oh, it just paints such a vivid picture. And it's always been one of my top tracks from the invincible album. And yep, it was always on this list. It was never not in question whether I would include <laughs> threatened. Yeah. Definitely. Wow. It's my favorite like MJ horror song. I see. Great stuff. I think it's the best MJ horror song. Do you like the the rap, the uh, the intro and outro? It is perfection. Perfection for you. Oh wow. Yeah. It is great. so well put together. Mm. And it would make the most amazing terrifying video ever. <laughs> um that's another little thing I said and people well they didn't say not much for it but They did tease me about it. That I didn't like the very, very, very end. Because I thought the echo could have been better. That's all. Okay. That was my little tidbit there. When he says the beginning, beginning, beginning. I thought the echo could have been better. It sounded too choppy for me. Oh, fair enough. That's, I understand that's it, that. That's okay. So there we are, Andy. It's taken months and months to get answer from me. But that's my top 10. And there we go. We get a few others. We get Jason's and Jamin's. And Charles. Can I have 30 seconds? Of course. Okay. This 30 seconds I'm going to use just to tell you some of the songs I left out. <laughs> okay? Because they're so great. I got to pronounce. Oh. I got to say them. I mean, come on. I got A Place With No Name, A Slave To The Rhythm, Whatever Happens, Threaten, History, Childhood, Liberian Girl, Will You Be There, Black or White, and On The Line. Those were the ones I had to leave out, but um, they could have made it easily into the list. Whoa. That's, yeah, that is tough choices there. Right. Liberian girl, amazing. <laughs> childhood. Did you, did you say childhood? I did. It's one of those that go into my theater production. Incredible. Yeah, yeah it's a, definitely one of my favorite tracks from history. Yeah. Well, Which, okay, yeah, so Scream was the last song that I cut, mm -hmm. like literally as we were about to start recording. That was, and like just off the wall alone, I had Don't Stop, Rock With You, Working Day and Night, Get yeah. On The Floor, Burn This Disco Out. Um, I had all of those songs from Off The Wall, and yeah. I had to just cut it down. It was so hard. Mm -hmm. Baby Be Mine um, from Thriller. I had to leave it out, but I love that song. Some of, like some of the other tracks, Black or White, mm -hmm. Very hard. Too Bad nearly made the list. Too Bad. Love the um, rap. Like Butterflies nearly made the list. Uh, and then from the 70s, like I had um, Wanna Be Where You Are. That yeah. was so close. <laughs> that was a really hard one to cut. Got to be there. One day in your life was almost on the list. Leave me alone from bad was nearly on there. Leave me alone. Yeah. I want to be studying something. Yeah. That was Jamin's, wasn't it? Number one. That was agonizing to do, Andy. Oh, my God. I don't know how you put 
those books together. It is so <laughs> hard, so difficult. So Andy is over on Twitter. He's at MJ underscore one underscore zero underscore one MJ one oh one and his book series is available at MJ one oh one series dot com. They are so beautiful and so well put together. So thank you for causing me all that anxiety, Andy. That was so much fun. Yeah, it was. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And a good good discussion, Jason. Yeah, pretty good songs. I, you, you, we can talk about songs for hours and hours. So I'm glad it was just 10. Yeah, oh, my. Well, I wish it was 100 songs because then I could fit more songs in there. <laughs> no, it'll last 100 hours. <laughs> we don't have that much time. Well, there we go. That was our discussion topic for this week. So if you want to share your top 10, make sure you maybe hashtag us as hashtag the MJCast EP57 and then mention Andy on Twitter and he will see your list, and then we will see it when we look at the live tweets. Yes, we will. You know what? The last episode I was here, I, I got to do the most underrated MJ song. So it's like yes. I'm here every time there's a top something. or You, you make me choose stuff. I don't want to choose. Why do you make me choose? <laughs> well, what are we going to have in store for you when you come back at 60? <laughs> the ones I hate the most. <laughs> don't, don't do that. Don't do that. I don't. That might be an easier list, maybe. <laughs> I don't think so. You are not alone. Superfly sister. <laughs> Superfly sister. It'll make the cut, believe me. <laughs> and oh, cool. That's it. Well, thanks Thanks for making that fun, Jason. No problem. Thank you. Okay, well, let's go to listen to one of these songs. Uh, we didn't choose this one, but it's a great, great song. And it has a bit of beautiful message. This one is an instrumental from the London Symphony Orchestra. Michael Jackson's Earth Song.
Hi, this is Michael Prince, studio engineer and producer with Michael Jackson, and you're listening to the MJ Cast. I hope you enjoyed that, something a little bit different, but with an incredible message that is still conveyed, even though it's an instrumental song, and Mm. they did an amazing job. You can sort of get a feel of what it would be like for when they actually recorded the live orchestra for Earth Song Mm -hmm. in in New York. That would have been so powerful. Yeah, I think they were doing some of this for the This Is Seed concert as well. That is true. Absolutely. Yeah, that would have been also so powerful and incredible. Um, I sort of chose that song to include. And of course, you'll be able to vote for them over on Twitter in our Twitter poll of your favorite track for this episode. So keep your eyes peeled over on Twitter and then vote for your favorite. But I sort of chose that song. The message sort of goes with the message that was in Man in the Mirror and also Janet's State of the World mix that we played, it sort of fits in a bit with my find of the week. So why don't we skip to our find of the week? Let's do that. And I will go first. So mine is actually an app. And I chose this find of the week because Michael's message continues to inspire me and I hope that it inspires you as Michael fans out there as well. And that is to make a change and to do the right thing for people and for the world. So I know there's a lot of stuff happening over in America at the moment in politics and my find of the week is inspired by that. And I know it's available in iTunes for iPhones. So maybe you'll just need to search your Google Play, whatever the Android app store is. I'm not sure. But maybe search for it. So my app is called Stance, S-T-A-N-C-E, the Stance app. And what it is is an app that allows you to record a message and then keeps calling your congressional representative until it gets through. So you record a voice message and the app automatically calls the rep and plays the message for your representative. And in the app, Mm. you can use your location to find your district and like put your address or whatever so it can find your representative. And then it will share your message and details with your member of Congress who needs the information to verify and tally the call. And it looks really easy to use. And for those people that are really maybe a bit shy or feel a bit nervous about calling their representative to make a difference in their life and the life of your friends and family, when stupid things are happening with healthcare and national parks and equal rights and things like that, then this makes it really easy for you to actually make that change so it's no point in like when all this bad stuff in the world is happening that you just sit there and complain about it you need to do something about it and michael has taught you that from the beginning with the message in in so many of his songs and so many of his actions that you need to act and this is something i found for you to make it so easy to actually make that change for the better so that is my find of the week, the Stance app. And if it is available on Android, let me know, and I'll put that link um, up on Twitter and, and Facebook and in the show notes as well. 
Wow, that's great. I'm going to be downloading it. I have a whole bunch of stuff to say. <laughs> oh, excellent. That makes me so proud because yeah. it, if they don't hear from the people that it affects, then they'll just do whatever they goddamn want, which is always based on money. And it's a free app. And it says here it goes straight to their phone or their Twitter account, their representatives. Yeah. Excellent. So there you go. That's my find of the week. Great. But great I think your, your find of the week is a little bit different. Not really. Uh, keeping up with the taking a stance. Michael Jackson made a song a while back. It's one, it's one of my top 10. They don't care about us. And I found this lady and she's doing the the song a cappella with, with her mouth and, you know, her hands. She's doing all the noises. She's recording them. And then she makes a loop and then she sings the, the song. So we've seen one of these before, uh, but I just found this one uh, recently. And it's pretty cool. It's always pretty cool to see people do MJ songs uh, their own way. And this uh, little acapella is, is pretty nice. And again, it's one of those songs that uh, call for action and uh, tell people not to not to feel discriminated or, you know, Michael connects with us and makes everybody feel like whoever has been a victim of something, that's what he made this song for. So as Q just said it, you know, go to that app and, and make that change. And it's not that Very long. cool. The girl name is Nagy, and I'm putting the YouTube video on the show notes. So you can click and watch this lady doing this great, great cover. That's so cool. And the message, you know, is so relevant. Like there's some scary stuff happening around the world, whether it be in America or over in Chechnya or um, the UK and things like that. So like even in Australia, there's like a on 11th of June, um, I, I hope to get to a global day of action for LGBTI rights. There'll be a march in Perth. Um, there's also marches that day in Sydney, Brisbane and Adelaide. And that's a, a pride march against Trump and Turnbull. Turnbull being our prime minister, and he still hasn't given us marriage equality, even though the majority of Australians want marriage equality. Uh, like the state of LGBTI rights worldwide has taken a big step backwards with the rise to power of some of these people and the horrific stuff that is happening over in, in Chechnya at the moment. Um, so, like, I'm going to hopefully get to that march if I'm not working. That's something that I will be doing. I'm not going to be sitting on my butt complaining about it. And it's messages from Michael, like, in They Don't Care About Us, that is going to be inspiring me to do stuff like that. So that was an awesome find of the week, Jason. Thank you. So we have pretty much made it to the end of the show. Oh, we did. Thank you so much. That was fast. I hope so. You've got to have a lot of editing to do, you poor guy. That's okay. Do you enjoy doing the editing? I do uh, when I do it fast. <laughs> okay. Sometimes cool. it takes a while. But this one is, yeah, we did a pretty good job. You're a great uh, host and very oh fluid. So wrapping up the show, I just wanted to run through a list of some thank yous and to people uh, and, and the mailbag. Um, so I wanted to say this one was actually from Jamin. He wanted to say a special thank you to Obi Wan over on uh, Facebook. He did an epic Michael album hide, which is where you get the Michael album with the three fake tracks sung by someone that is not Michael Jackson on the album and you take it in the shop and you hide it somewhere so that people can't find it because <laughs> it's fake and crap. Um, but this uh, Obi-Wan did an epic Michael album hide back in the day. He moved an entire stand of the Michael oh, albums wow. out of a record store <laughs> and into a frozen food area of the shop. And 
Jamin said, may his ultimate Michael album hide live on forever and inspire us all. Uh, Jamin recently did another album hide and put it up on YouTube, which is hilarious. And then a listener of the show, Carly, did a little video, I think her third Michael album hide video and put that up as well. That was so cool to see. Uh, Other thank yous this week is over on Twitter. We've got Mike Jack Look. Hey, man, shout out to you. And we've also got thank yous for Kuba, Konyu, Princess EO, Liam, Flips, 8033, Marita, Jaron, Bella Popov. And we wanted just to say thank you to everyone that sent in feedback for the remixed by Nick episode. That was our um, the MJ cast episode 56. We did the special with remix by Nick and got to premiere his latest mix, which was a J5 mix of The Love You Save. But mega thank you. We had so much positive feedback from that show. We were sort of surprised how much positive feedback we got. Uh, We know people love Nick and his mixes, and apparently you liked hearing from the man himself. So, yeah, thank you. And we also had some feedback from people that maybe didn't enjoy it, but the majority of the feedback we got was awesome. So thank you guys for letting us know. Also wanted to say thank you to the people who sent in mail to the mailbag at themjcast.icloud.com, Andrea Rivera, Steve Hodgson, Nigel Williams, John Mulholland, Bruce Aguilar. Thank you so much for your awesome Blood on the Dance Floor review that you did and then you sent in to us. It was awesome to read that. David Manley, thank you so much for the Fix My Life recap about the Tarrell and Brianna episode that was so good to read that before i'd had a chance to see the video so i had much more context for it and rennie st lewis thank you so much for all your awesome emails guys is there anyone you need to shout out and say hi to that might be listening that you know also listens to your espanol show jason (laughs) i actually don't have anybody but i want to say um may the force which has a lot of power maybe with obi-wan for sending us that (laughs) That is so true. <laughs> that is cool. Yeah. Because Jamin is a big Star Wars nerd as well. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for the next Star Wars film. Oh, yeah, it's is coming it, up. Is it the end of this year or is it early next year? I, I don't know. I actually haven't seen the one that just came out, the the last one. Oh, you haven't seen Rogue One? No, I haven't seen it. Oh, go and find it. It's so good. Yeah, I'm going to wait for the Blu-ray and I'm going to watch it home. Okay, Blu-ray came out here recently, so it might be out there now or very soon. Yeah, I think it's already out, but I wanted to buy it and it's like $30. So I'm like, yeah, ours is really expensive as well. I haven't (laughs) got it either. No, I can't (laughs) buy it right now, but I want to buy it instead of renting it because I want to see the special effects and everything. So Yeah, I love seeing that too. Yeah. Jason, thank you so much. And now, because we're recording this a little bit earlier than the release date, you've got a little bit of time to edit this all together with all your amazing special effects and your expertise. Thank you so much for joining me and for all the work that you're going to be doing putting the show together for everyone. It's been great to talk to you again. No, thank you for inviting me, for uh, putting me through the situation of choosing songs. And uh, <laughs> I want to say thank you to the ladies that helped me out at the Espanol area, Ale y Sandra. They're amazing at what they do. And uh, every day they help me more. So they're helping me edit the last episode, actually, which is crazy. 
but I'm teaching them. So they're doing a great job, that I think. <laughs> we'll see how that turns out. But the girls are editing. Can you believe that? Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I can help you if you want. I've got some sticky tape here. I've got some glue. <laughs> no. I can help you if you'd like. It's not tape anymore. It's all digital. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't, don't think this would work well then. Yeah. I'll I'll leave it to the experts. Yeah, I, I need a, I need a good babysitter, which is you, and a good editor, which is also you. <laughs> yeah, no, we did great. As I said, you have you're great with words. Uh, you have a very easy way to say things and very oh fluid. God. So I like. That. I talk. It's easy to edit. I talk way too much. It's easy to edit. I like it. Nope, I I talk way too much. <laughs> everyone's sick of me so we better end the show but thank you everyone for tuning in i look forward to you coming back for the next episode and don't forget send in your submissions for our uh, upcoming june 25th um, episode and of course you send that to the mjcast at icloud.com and we would like to hear from you three minutes or less please with no music in the background and just send us where were you when you heard about Michael and and sort of what they love most about Michael. So I'm going to say farewell now and disappear off into the intertrons as I hop back onto the grid. Thank you for tuning into the MJ cast and Michael on. Keep Michael in. All right. So are we done? Uh, yes. <laughs> that wasn't so painful. No, not at all. Not with you. <laughs> no way. It's okay. Okay. I'm okay. I wonder how long this will be. It'll be probably two, <laughs> bit over two hours, maybe two hours, two hours uh, 15. You reckon? Yeah. It wasn't that long. Pretty good. Okay, cool. Short and sweet. So is it a couple of months before your baby's born? Yeah. It's, she's going to be born in like in the middle of August, maybe a little early, according to the doctor. And, uh, you know, it's weird for me. Everything is weird. I, I, I never saw myself as a father, you know. I've always been the single guy who says whatever and uh, nobody cares. But now I have to, it's different. You know, this is a big responsibility. And you're going to be the example of this little baby. So now I'm going to be more careful with the things I say and the things I do. <laughs> you know, it's weird. And, and somehow I can't, I can't, I can't believe it, you know that something's going to come out. <laughs> you know, you, you touch her belly, but you're like, really? Like, what's... There's it? a person in there? Yeah, come on. <laughs> you're just fat. <laughs> <laughs> but no, oh yeah, she moves. She moves and kicks. And when uh, my, when my wife uh, drinks milk, you know, she kicks even more. She likes that, I guess. And uh, wow, it's just crazy. It's crazy times. But I think it's a great time, though. 
It's a good time to be born. And and you'll be able to like dress the baby up in cool little Michael clothes. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's gonna be a girl, so you're gonna have a girl. She'll have uh, dresses, I guess. I don't know. You see, I, that's the thing. I don't know what to buy to a girl. You know, <laughs> can't show her like uh, the Hulk. <laughs> you know, what do I show her? I don't know what to show her. So I'll be learning a lot of stuff. I'll have a lot of pink, I guess. Girls like superheroes too. <laughs> yeah, I know. Nowadays, it's, everything's mixed. But no, I'm learning. And uh, it's going to be a great experience. And um, everybody's happy about it. It's just a good thing. You know, my family's good. And my friends are good. And uh, Will you, um like, when you sing to her, like, are you going to sing, like, Spanish songs? <laughs> like, the Spanish version of I Just Can't Stop Loving You? No, no. Because she'll be, she she's going to have a hard time, you know? It's gonna be she's gonna be learning English and Spanish and Vietnamese, so she's gonna learn a lot. She's she's gonna be a very smart girl then. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. So I don't know what she's gonna like. That's the other things. Maybe she just doesn't like MJ at all. Maybe she likes Vietnamese music more. I don't know. It's very interesting to find out what which way she's gonna go. You have to make her like MJ. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everybody likes MJ. You know, that's one of the things. Yeah. It's easy to like MJ. Yeah. So. Start with the Jackson 5 stuff, maybe. <laughs> the cartoons. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. It's fun. Fun. Are uh, you ever going to uh, have a baby? I don't know. Two cats, like you probably would have heard <laughs> in the background of this. They cats. were running around like crazy at the start. I'm like, oh, my God, guys, can you settle down? And it's like, yeah. stop chasing your brother. Stop biting your brother. What's in your mouth? Get down from there. What are you doing? What's that on the floor? It's like, oh my God, two cats is hard work. I don't know how you would do a human. It's not the same because the cat, you can live alone. You can't have the baby alone in the house for 24 hours. So No, and and I work away a lot. So (laughs) that would be really hard. I think, and we're getting pretty old now. Not really, really old, but you know, we're not young guys anymore. So Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I've got a lot of nephews uh, nearby, so I get to see them. I'll, I'll probably get to see them tonight. I'm going to go over to their house. Um, so that's always good. And, like, I get to spoil them and, and like, hang out with them and read stories. And I think I've given them Moonwalker DVD. I don't know if they've watched it yet because they're still <laughs> quite young. Yeah. But so I've got a lot of nephews and, and kids around. So it's not like there's no kids in, in our life. Yeah, so I don't know if Jamin is going to kind of guide me through it, you know, because we're so close together with the baby stuff. Uh, but, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm looking at his posts and, you know, everything he's doing. So um, hopefully he can be my master teacher. He's a teacher. Uh, well, he is. <laughs> he'll, he'll do a good job. Well, yeah. again, congratulations and all the best. And uh, I look forward to you coming back Thank and you. hosting with me again soon. I'll, sh- I'll share a, a picture of her when she comes out. Can't wait. Yeah. She's Thanks, man. Like She's got to look like me. Oh, that's a good thing. You're a handsome guy. <laughs> Thank you. All Thanks, right. man. Talk soon. Talk to you soon. The MJ Cast.